Hello, you're listening to your favorite podcast, Not Another Sports Podcast. And before we start our episode, we want to say thank you, thank you, thank you to all the fans who've been supporting us to this time. And if you're a new fan or just now listening, uh, make sure you subscribe and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Not Another Sports Podcast and at Twitter, N underscore A underscore S underscore Podcast. Now enjoy the show. Podcast, not another sports podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon. I'm here with my co-hosts, Kevin and Jordan. Yo, what's up? This is Kevin. Yes, sir. This is Jordan. Yes, sir. And we are back for an off-season checkup. I guess this is the for most people, this is their off-season baseball is still in full swing. But anyway, we um, you know how we kick it off around here. We're gonna start off with some so happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Shout out to my boy Kevin. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, happy Father's Day. I know fathers don't get no love. They don't shut the world down like they do for Mother's Day, but we still we still celebrate Father's Day around here. Yeah. Um, well thank y'all guys changing the narratives out here. I know every dude that I know who has a child or is um a stepdad, they're taking care of business. So don't believe, that's why we always say at the end of the episode, don't believe the agendas and narratives they be pushing out here. Okay. Um, but my positive of the week is my, my babies, you know. Get there, get appreciated today and just, um, you know, take a step back to see the blessings you have with the little ones. Yes, sir. Um, my positive shout out to Father's um, on Father's Day. Um, like Kevin said, I know many fathers. Um, but another positive shout out to Roy. He's slowly but surely becoming the face of the league right before our eyes. Not been a fan since his. Feels good. Well, you're a Braves fan, so. I mean, but I've also been fans of other players. <laughs> Mookie Betts has been my favorite player for the longest. Um, I like Mike Trout. Uh, There's Carlos Correa. The list goes on. Yes, shout out to Roy. Come in the face of the league. <laughs> um, I found out he has um, commercials. I didn't even know he had commercials. But um, Rob Parker was telling me about it. Well, wasn't telling me. He was telling the show, the listeners, about Roy and how he has commercials and whatnot. And he's starting to do more interviews in English. Not that that's a requirement, but it does help push the narrative. Well, push the envelope for him to become more of the fake. Uh, the NBA Finals just ended. Uh, Denver won in five games. Uh, I'm not gonna really say that we. Had, you never really knew what to expect out of the Heat for the whole playoff run. So I feel like, um, like most people, they uh, they weren't supposed to be there in the first place. But at the same time, Michael won a couple games or whatever. Denver. Denver was just a better team. They've been a better team all year. 
and quietly just building something out there. And Jamal Murray's the dog. The, uh, nobody, nobody really thought about him because he's been hurt the last two years. And I mean, he was hooping in that series in the, the bubble until he. Now he didn't get hurt that year, but that mean the Lakers just had a better team in the bubble. Uh, you got him another ring. Um, yeah. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out to Denver. Um, Jimmy hooped the whole playoffs. So you can't. You can't really take nothing from the Heat. You got to tip your cap to the coaching staff, those players, for, for even getting there. And like I said, the, it was so much parity in the NBA this year, anyway. So I think overall, it was a good season. Um, want me to go, Jordan? Yeah, you can. Well, uh, no, 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 I'll go. I'm sorry. Um, thank you. It was, I thought the playoffs was cool. I didn't really watch the finals like that. I watched game, I never watched game one of any Heat series. I watched game two, um, and we won. And then game three, I was at the Braves game. And we were down at halftime. Well, we were up at halftime, I believe, and then we lost. And then game five, I think it was. I didn't watch, but I was kind of listening to the radio. We had come out on fire. We were still seven or eight. Yeah, that's pretty much up there at this point. I mean, if Tyler Hero was going to come back, it, that we could keep it one-to-one and probably make it an actual series once we went back home. But with Tyler not coming back, Caleb Martin uh, and Max Bruce not really doing much, that we were kind of undermanned. Um, so I feel like we got... Look at this as a like, like something to well, I don't. I, me, I've been saying that Bam better than a lot of people gave him credit for anyway. I was saying that had he been healthy, we would have won in 2020. But this series opened a lot of other people. Bam can be. I feel like he should be a power, get a real center. But that doesn't seem like a plan that we're gonna invest in. But I'm just glad that we'll talk about it later that we're not gonna go down the Bradley Bill route because I didn't necessarily see that as improvement for us. Like if you're telling me that Bradley Bill, if we would have won this series because Bradley Bill was on the court, then I'm I would believe you. So I didn't necessarily feel like that was the right route to go. And I'm glad that that's not necessarily an option for us. Um, what can I say about our heat? Well, I will first, first of all, let me say congratulations to the Denver Nuggets. Um, this is actually a team full of players that I actually have no, um, no personal beef with, no, um, NAS beef with, no, no media beef with. This is just a team that goes out there and who. The only problem I have with is Coach Malone not letting go of the Lakers and 
everybody putting Jokic into all-time conversations. Like, he's an elite player. He's one of the best players in our game. He's not top 15. He's not top 20. He's not top 30. He's not, he don't even have a better career than certain guards. I texted Jordan the other day and said, Jokic got a better career than Dwayne Wade. Yeah, I know we we laugh a lot about if it's not top one, top two, it don't matter after that, but it do. Top three, top five, top 10, top 15, 20, that stuff matters. And Jokic putting him up there because he had one good playoff run is is beyond me, especially when everybody was just saying, yo, Joel Embiid is the best big man in the game. Especially last year, it was Giannis the best big man. So we got to be more consistent. And when it comes with the Heat, I didn't expect us to go far because at the beginning of the season, I told Jordan, we're not going nowhere because we don't have no center and we don't have no point guard. And then throughout the season, we was looking trash. We was an eight seed. Then we lost the first game to the Hawks and it was just looking pretty evident that what I said was true. But then Jimmy turned up, the heat turned up and we showed why we got heat coaching and made it to the finals. So I appreciate the hustle and the fight and the and the dog that we showed just to get there because we beat hella good teams to get there. I would say we had a tougher road to the finals than the Nuggets. But like Brandon said, we wasn't supposed to be there, all that good stuff. But you got there. Might as well try to finish the job. You can't have two starting guard. Yo, you can't have your front court. Um, I mean, you can't have your back court dropping zero points collect both combined in the game you can't have Gabe Vincent going out there scoring zero points after you scored 21 15 and 17 in the first two three games Max Struess you can't go out there and score zero points in two two full length games in the finals you can't do that Jimmy Butler you can't go out there and try to act like the team is going to win the finals man you got you got there now it's time for you to take over in game five, at the end of the game, you took over and you started being more aggressive. If you was more aggressive in some points of the game in the first, second, third, we would have been up six, eight points. We wouldn't been in that situation. I'm not saying it's all Jimmy's fault, but I did, you can't get to the finals, Jimmy, and then all of a sudden you go from this dude taunting everybody, going crazy to, oh, I'm not going to change who I am. I'm a team guy. Man, you wasn't a team guy when you was dropping 56 and you was in Grant Williams' face and you was raging out on him you knew something had to be done in order for y'all to win and i just think the moment got too big for him in that time and uh the same thing that i said at the end of the season before the season came back to bite us we need to get rid of hero when we needed him most he wasn't there i don't want to hear about his broken hand he could have played he didn't play um we didn't have a center we traded deadman and deadman ended up going to denver and then ended up going to philly and then had more success in those two stops than over here in, in Miami. If we would have still had Deadman on the team, we would have had an extra body to throw at Jokic. We would have had another, you know, body to catch five, six fouls. Kevin Love would have been more explosive because now we can use him in critical moments of the game because Deadman is in there grabbing six to eight rebounds a game, collecting about four or five fouls, roughing up Jokic, you know, getting Aaron Gordon in some trouble. And now it's clearing space for the older guys on the team that have more ability to do stuff. But, hey, we did the most with what we could. I didn't, I would have been cool with Bradley Bill, but I mean, I don't see what Bradley Bill would do if we don't have no center. It doesn't matter if we bring in Dame, 
Dane, Bradley Bill. Doesn't matter if we come back and get LeBron. It doesn't matter. If we don't have a center, we can't do nothing. Bam don't want to play big. He wants to play point guard. As many times he was lined up with KCP and he decided to look over him to pass the freaking ball. As many times he was lined up on Bruce Brown and he decided to pass the ball. And it drove me crazy this past series. If we don't have no center, we're not going nowhere. Yeah, I would say that the way the NBA narrative has shifted these last, what, two, three uh, weeks is exactly why I didn't watch the NBA this last season. Because all season, people were talking about how the Denver Nuggets weren't that good. The Phoenix Suns of last year, blah, blah, blah. In the playoffs, yeah. MVPs weren't really impressive. How they were, you know, they he won them, but they were kind of empty. And now, now all of a sudden, they're a dynasty, and Jokic is the best center of all time. Forget Shaq alone, the latest daddy. <laughs> it's crazy how much and how quickly the narrative shift, and I, it's not something I find interesting. With one game, with one game, because if Jimmy, because everybody was so, so much saying Jimmy not a Hall of Famer, even if this, this, even if they win, yada yada yada, but when he was going crazy, everybody was oh, Jimmy playoff playoff Jimmy, you do, 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 do. Okay. then they lose, and then it's oh Jimmy can't be the best person on the team on the finals team. It's like. These narratives. Can we be more consistent? Welcome to the NBA. Sports media. That's in real life. Speaking of uh, the NBA offseason, that Adam Silver and the um, finally came to a agreement on how many games Josh should be suspended. They went with 25 um, at the minimum. So I guess you know how Kyrie had some restrictions he had to meet when he came back. They didn't specify exactly what restrictions they were. But yeah, they went with 25 games. I think um, that's about fair. It's about fair. Um, I mean, we, we most, the, the narrative was that the, the eight games the first time was a little bit light. So it's kind of wild that it happened. Like, what was it? Probably like two months. Yeah, something like that. It could it have been two months. months. They just got put, put out the playoff. Yeah, I mean, it was it was anyway, almost two months. Well, at least a month and a half. We get into like at the end of March. And it couldn't. It couldn't have happened at the end of March because they just got put out in April. Exactly. They got. It booked. was like the beginning or the middle of March because we were trying to figure out if we needed to sell our tickets or not. Yeah, I'm saying the, the second time. I'm I know that's what I'm saying. So it was probably like two months because it was like the end of it. Probably it like April, happen. May. The second time didn't happen until after that. What I Anyway. Um, 
Yeah, it happened. The two situations. Um, yeah, I, I think it. That happened, bro. Just famous. Probably one of the most recognizable people, at least in Memphis, for a fact. So I, I, I don't get it, but whatever. Social media is not that deep for me. Just to get younger. Um. Because I feel like. Like Brendan says, the fact that that happened back to back is ridiculous. You have to grow up and you have to realize that that's unacceptable. Like, I will, this isn't hindsight because I admitted that at the time. I literally am only having this opinion because I want to go to the game. But yes, the, um, the suspension was too short. Eight games did nothing. It felt like, it was like, okay, like, uh, we got to do but no I've um I feel like this is a a pro um what's adjustment to where y'all were at to granted he will miss out on some incentives and awards that he could have won but that's his fault nobody did this to him nobody put the gun in the video and said all right, now let's start recording. No, you did it. So you got to pay the consequences for it. Now, granted, once I see the schedule of the Hawks and who they play and when they play them, my opinion, I think they change completely different. Again, because I want to go see Jock. So if it's in those first 25 games, I'm going to be like, no, the suspension was too long. They should have cut it shorter. Blah, blah, blah. But... I'm dead. If it ain't in those first 25 games like it hasn't been these last two years, oh well, buddy. Did see so. Stop flashing guns. Like it's not that hard. I promise you it's not that hard to take to have an Instagram and never post a gun on it. Um but um yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm glad that not Um, I'm going to take it a little bit deeper. I don't think it was enough for Ja. The first suspension, the eight games, I think it was doable. It was manageable. Uh, but I do think he needed about at least 30, 35 games. Because in my honest opinion, uh, when you when you doing stuff like this, you, you showing you don't care about nothing that you work for. You're showing that you don't care about anything but being a coon and that's and that's the problem with society and a lot of the younger generation like we don't have any awareness of the importance of the positions we are in or the positions we trying to get in we think we can get positions of power of wealth and then we can just act like we still in the trap and we can bring the trap to professionalism like and, and and still be and still show professionalism or bring the trap into 
businesses or corporations with people that do not look like us, that do not understand us, that look that do not condone that behavior. Whether you like it or not, or whether you sitting there saying this is me or not, that's not how you represent yourself when you represent a brand. And then for you to do the same thing two months later, you just obviously don't care. So I do think 30, 35 gangs would have been more reasonable for them because and then you don't lose any Nike endorsements or nothing like that. that. And it just shows like when you black and you doing things that they already see black people doing and already look look frown upon us, frown upon us, they just look at it as, well, he's just being, you know, the word that we are thinking. But if someone tried to, you know, think outside the box, look deeper within themselves and see something more than what the media or what the world wants them to be via a Kyrie posting a link to a book. He lose all his, his endorsements or whatnot. He don't say sorry. He lose his endorsements. Meanwhile, Kyrie can do the same thing with a gun twice, say the same regurgitated apology twice, actually get one of the apologies from a generated, um, messenger thing where they just type out your your stuff and everything is okay we sticking with him i know is the age gap between the two but it's 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 obviously clear what they will allow you to get away with and what they won't allow you to get away with being what they are huh you said he didn't apologize he did He really did. That boy, Demetrius. <laughs> he really did. The second time. That is correct, but everything was okay. He don't lose no endorsements. But Kyrie... But Kyrie lose all his endorsements. And and for our fan base, I'm not necessarily agreeing with Kyrie. I'm not disagreeing with Kyrie. I I know who I am and I got what Kyrie meant when he said I know and I be anti-Semitic when I know who I am. I know exactly what he meant. But that's the type of stuff right there that'll get you canceled, you know, looked at differently, have you bouncing around from team to team having no endorsements but going out there in strip clubs posting guns throwing gang signs up when you make a three all of that stuff you can get away with every single time until you cross the line of being of the coonery into the point where they can't have no choice but to let you go but when you acting all like the typical person that they expect us to be they let you get away with it when you open your eyes to something else they want to cancel you yes um for the sake of transparency, I agree with everything. I do feel like even 25 games is still too short. Um, I don't feel like it... In theory, it's kind of the same thing. Like, they need something to put on record um, just to say, well, we did something. But I don't necessarily feel like it will rehabilitate him. But they're going for um, but again, like I've said, I've been crystal clear. You can't call me a hypocrite or anything. I want to see him hoop. So I want, I would like for him to be off the court 
for as short amount of time as possible. Um, especially since my city has an NBA team that he comes to every year. Um, so, all of that being said, I get it. Um, but, I don't know. I feel like at some point he's got it can't continue to be an issue because you're not going to keep getting slaps on the wrist and people just saying oh he'll grow up he's only 23 which I to me I that's grown who knows but yes I just want to see him poop I feel like I made that clear <laughs> We still rooting for him, but we not condoning stupid behavior. Because if I did that right now, Jordan did that right now, Brandon did that right now, we will all look at whoever did it and be like, bruh, you you, what are you doing? And By the textbook definition, I think. But I don't have no effect on his life. All I'm doing is going to the game. If I don't buy the ticket, somebody else will. So it's not like... Me condoning, quote unquote, condoning his behavior or how the NBA chooses to handle or the lack thereof. That's my role in it is not playing anything into his decision to not post guns. And I've also made it very clear that I feel like this is unacceptable behavior and he should, you know, grow up. But, you know. Who thinks it's gonna be true? Also, some more big news, another big news. Skip and Shannon are finally over. They um Shannon left the day after the NBA finals ended. Literally the day after. That Tuesday he was on TV card. Um <laughs> yeah, I think shout out to Skip Bayless, man. I think everybody I know he got wild takes, but somebody gotta be a heel for a debate show to work. Nobody wants so that's why he has wild takes and if you actually watch the show you'll see that he actually has the the stats to back it up it's just a wild take but yeah yeah, uh, shout out to the the, uh, Skip and Shannon at the end of an era that was definitely that show was definitely um, at the time but that was definitely the show that I would go to to get uh, all my sports news yeah, I think they'll be fine. Somebody, somebody gonna, uh, Fox gonna find somebody to to fill that role, and Shannon gonna be fine. He got, already got his um, podcast club chasing, and I mean, he probably has a what you call that? A no, no, I forgot the. Exact. But like I said, he'll be fine. They're working out. He's, he's um he's too much at this point for somebody not to pick one. I make for good TV. Shout out to Um Yeah, there was time where I would watch Skip and Shannon every day. Um when I got a new job, my hours changed, so I wasn't really like once I got home it wasn't like uh, I want to cut on Skip and Shannon after I've been at work all morning 
if I know something happened, I'll probably watch or listen to the podcast and go back. But even that wasn't that often. Um, it was great. It was a pretty fun show. It filled the role that I needed at work. There was a lot of dead time at work, and I needed something to entertain me during that time. And they were entertained. Um, I feel like I get why Shannon is leaving. Um, I feel like there's a feeling of Skip thought he was getting, um, which I never really felt that. But I mean, I don't work with Skip every day, so I don't know. But thinking about how once he felt like Skip was getting bigger than him, he was trying to take little shots at him, which I didn't notice that. So, I don't know. I feel like that's just who Skip is. Right. About how he was, he was saying that he was jealous of Tom Brady because he had been playing for years, but he literally had been saying that since about the first day, like the first year that they had been playing. Like the first. So I don't know. I that's his. I can't tell him he's wrong, but I just didn't get that vibe from watching the show. Uh, it was definitely more, more, definitely more informative than first take, but it definitely first take. got born to him. But, um, yeah, um, the end of the era. I'm interested to see what endeavors once his non compete clause is over. Um, so, yeah. Um, shout out to Undisputed to Shannon and Skip um, this show obviously wasn't my favorite over First Take because I like the informative shows more of the entertaining shows And but it's, it was many times with First Take where it got to a point they were just talking out the side of their neck or out their buttholes and it was refreshing to go to Undisputed and hear Shannon and Skip talk no matter if Skip hating on people that I respect and I like as athletes, or no matter if uh, Shannon doing too much uh, wave riding and, you know, doing the most, I like the fact that both of them are true. They're not putting on an image. They're not putting on an act. They're not saying things just for shock value. They're saying things because they really mean it. And that was the best thing about Undisputed that separated them from first take um first things first all of these other sports shows they was true to what they were saying shannon meant everything he said about lebron and the cowboys and everything else skip meant everything he was saying about lebron and the cowboys and everything else he was saying i don't think this relationship failed and going in separate ways because they don't like each other no more or skip crossed the line or whatever in those moments on TV where it looked like Skip crossed the line and stuff like that, he may have teed off Shannon Sharp, made made him upset. But I don't ever think like at that any moment Shannon thought Skip didn't like him or or Skip thought Shannon didn't like him. I really just think Shannon got 
blew up way more than what he thought and, and elevated his status post-football. And he's at a point where he can get do his own thing. He don't have to bite his tongue no more. He don't have to split time with um, Skip. He don't have to share the spotlight with Skip. He can actually have his own spotlight. He got his own club, Shay Shay, and all of that's going on. I think that's really the main reason for this show ending right now. Because I think Skip going to be fine regardless. Shannon going to be fine regardless. The, the, the notion that oh Shannon got beef for Skip and stuff like that and the tweets he was liking I think it's because he do feel like you know he was upset with how things was going it wasn't personal I think it's just a business thing a business thing I I look at Skip and Shannon arguing I just think about me and Jordan though we don't have <laughs> many conversations like Skip and Shannon we don't never look at it like personal it's just we love sports and they believe in what they saying and it makes for good conversation it makes for good dialogue and it and it shows one another that i'm listening to what you're saying and i care enough to actually go back and forth and debate this full-heartedly with you so shout out i was thinking about this week like it is a lot of things i will debate about but the thing I was saying was Michael Jackson being the GOAT, that's one thing I'm not going to debate you about. So, but, <laughs> but I, the fact that I care that much about it is like, I'm not even about to waste my time because one, I enjoy debating. And two, like, it's not, that's one of those things that's not worth it. But I can have a conversation about a bunch of other things worth it facts so i i know shannon gonna bounce back from this he gonna elevate club shay shay still up and running i just watched the two whole two hour interview he had with Dwayne wade very insightful um man shannon gonna be all right skip gonna be all right everybody skip they've skip been hated for almost two decades now he's still going he's still kicking and pushing it's obviously people out here who support him and under and like what he's saying. Like I don't like half the stuff Skip say, but I still tune into what he's saying because I like hearing that side. Because if somebody like me and Jordan having conversations about KD and LeBron, I'm gonna know all the bad stats about LeBron from Skip. Skip, so I can know how to counter this. Thanks. <laughs> so, Skip is very useful. Yeah. Um, moving right along to our, uh, uh, I forgot the name of the segment. Oh, penalty kick segment. It's our rapid fire segment. Basically, um, the, the, the light story from this week. This man Bradley Bill got a finally got traded. I'm glad um, this whole saga of him where he gonna go, where he gonna go every trade deadline and offseason. I'm glad that's finally over. But it's probably not it's gonna happen again. But um, yeah, he went to. Uh, Phoenix for Chris Paul, somebody else, Landry Shamit, Landry Shamit, and some second round picks, and I think they swapped teams. But yeah, um, I think it's wild that at one point everybody called Chris Paul the best point guard in the That's the NBA for you. Uh, shout out to Bradley Beal. I don't know what Phoenix gonna do. We don't know. We don't know. They're the surprise team. They they do this every year. Like nobody thought 
the year they went to the finals, nobody thought they were going to go to the finals and they ended up in the finals. So, um, I can tell you now, Brandon, this team ain't going to no finals. Hey, man, you never know. We do they, know. We didn't think the, the Lakers, at one point, the Lakers didn't, weren't going to make the playoffs. But you never know. <laughs> you know what they did? They added depth. You know what Phoenix don't have? Depth. This season, has the draft, this draft ain't even happened yet. Yeah, because they're going to they gonna find somebody game-changing that pick 27. Hey, man. You never know. People come out of nowhere. We do know, Brandon. This is not going nowhere. We're going to see. We're going to see. <laughs> it's going to crash and burn. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't... Well, I've been clear... I don't think Bradley Bill is who y'all say he is, so I don't even think it's going to add that much. But the fact that they're giving up all this... Um, Landry Shaman isn't a great bet for a team. He doesn't cost that much, and he would have been... Um, you would have been able to get multiple pieces. But, um, I mean, they got rid of Chris Paul, so I guess it's addition by subtraction. But I don't know if um, I don't know if Bradley Bill is the extra piece that they are gonna need. I think they're gonna need more depth, more options um, to help KD and Devin Booker in the playoffs. Um, I feel like he's Bradley Bill is gonna get Dame's worst nightmare. Um, where he's going to go to a team that they're expected to win and he won't be able to help them win. And now he's going to be looked at as, oh, so you weren't really that good. You were just in Washington putting up empty numbers, which, you know, I've been saying for forever, but whatever. Um, And then his, um, his historical, um, perspective will be different in a lot of people's eyes so no. I feel like it's gonna be for Phoenix but it's not gonna be the legacy Bill thinks it's gonna be um first of all I like Bradley Bill is an all-star player in my eyes. I think he's an all-star talent. He's been an all-star player. I feel like he would go to Phoenix and he's going to average 20 points, six rebounds, four assists, and, and be, be an all-star in Phoenix. I think they might have three all-stars this year. But all that being said, I don't think it's going to work. KD's still the best player on that team, but he's old. Devin Booker is an elite. I give you that. Elite offensive player can't play defense not really a playmaker when it doesn't involve him scoring and he gets in his feelings and he checks out of games once he gets in his feelings and it doesn't go as he wants it to go Bradley Bill is an all-star but you can't expect him to come in there and carry the load for Devin Booker and Kevin Durant and also Devin Booker is a shooting guard Bradley Bill is a shooting guard. Kevin Durant is a small four. You still have no power forward. You still have no point guard. You still have no center. Yes, DeAndre Ayton is there, but you, he's shown you he is weak. And he and really, I don't even think he's shown you that he's weak because he, he has been 
a very efficient center at times. He doesn't want to be there anymore. He doesn't fit there anymore. He needs the ball to get in rhythm and get touches and stuff like that. He really doesn't want to bang and stuff like that if he's not getting his touches and stuff like that. So he's not going to fit. Now you trade Shamit, the only person you had left on your bench. So now you have three people and you have 10 other spots that you don't have filled. That's a problem. I don't think it's going to add up to anything. Yes, Brandon, the season hasn't started, but I don't know what you're going to get for DeAndre Ayton at this point anymore because he's shown you that he fizzled out in playoffs. Coming off this playoff run and how he ended the season and how he's handling the situation, I don't think you're going to get a high return from him. All of that Miles Turner trade talks BS nowadays, I don't think you're getting that. And if the and if the Pacers do that, they're stupid. I mean, it might be smart if they're trying to, like, you know, dump off salary, but you ain't really dumping off salary if you get Aiden because he signed an extension. So I don't think he's going to come over there and help you. You might as well keep Miles Turner. So if you do trade Aiden for some other pieces, it's not going to be the best pieces around. And you're not going to steal, and you're going to have maybe more people to come off the bench. But it's not going to be quality depth to compete with the Lakers, the Nuggets, the uh, Clippers, um, the Warriors, the Kings, and so on. So I just don't see it see it working. Once Kevin Durant get hurt in the middle of the season, he got to sit down for 20 games. And you got Devin Booker and Bradley Beal sitting there playing over who's going to get the ball. And neither one of them is playing defense. And then you got Aiden pouting because he's not getting the ball. He's not going to block no shots. He's going to be sitting in the play-in, if that. It's shaping up again to be very interesting. But speaking of the NBA, we're going to run through the um, new coaches of the NBA. Starting off with Monty Wick. Well, I guess not new coaches. Rotational coaches, because that's what the NBA is. Anyway, Monty Williams went to Detroit. I mean, I, I don't know if this is the needle mover. I mean, it's not like Detroit. But I don't know. I feel like the whole Detroit sports team, they all, as a whole, just need an overall. Yes, the Lions were better last year, but whatever. Um, yeah. I, I don't think the, the needle moves at all, especially not in the first year. Shout out to not Um, Monty Williams literally told them no, and they came back with one of those an offer you can't refuse type offers, and he didn't refuse it. So I don't blame him at all. Um, he told you I don't want to be here I don't think that and they still pursued him anyway and that's why Detroit is Detroit so um, I don't think it's gonna I'm interested didn't Detroit get like the like they finished with the worst record and still got the fifth pick this because they penalize and tank it. Yeah, okay. So, um, I don't think that it ain't even that they tank it. It's just not good. Yeah, they're just not that good. But, I don't think, I don't know. I, I feel like it's, yeah, this team really isn't set up for success, to be honest. I don't know what Kate Cunningham is. Um, 
I really don't even know what else they have besides Isaiah Stewart. Um, so, yeah, I don't think this is one. It's just one of those moves that happen. Actually, I think this is um, a good move for the Detroit Pistons. Uh, first of all, shout out to the Detroit Pistons for um, being a quality organization and looking out for Monty Williams and his family. Uh, prayers to his family with his wife being diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, they they put a lot of accommodations in there for her and him. Um, so that's a that's a, a, a high quality move from the organization. And uh, I think he's a great coach. I think he's a good a, a good fit for what Detroit got going on. I don't think they're as bad as y'all saying. I think with Monty Williams, um, they will be fighting for a play-in tournament spot with the Magic next season. I think the Magic going to be a lot better next season too. Um, I think the Pistons will be in that contention for a play-in spot. This team is right now, they got James Wiseman, they got Isaiah Stewart, they got uh, Chris Duan, uh, uh, they got centers. This team is missing a three three and D guys. They got they got centers. They got a lot of guards. They got Kellen Kellen Haynes, uh Ivan uh Jaden Ivy. They got Kay Cunningham. They got a lot of guards on this team. And I think Monty uh Monty Williams can get this team to connect with all of these guards to get them to win a few games to put them in contention. Now is that team gonna be in the playoffs making noise? No, because I do feel like they have to trade one of them guards for some three and D guys. There's probably going to be um, killing Haynes. He's not played his way back into being a quality NBA role player. But K Cunningham and Jaden Ivey, I feel like is going to be there for the foreseeable future. Um, so I do believe this team will be better under Monty Williams. They just need a um, need. They need to trade a couple of these guards to get some three and D guys. And bring in some veterans. You bring in some veterans to, you know, sit down and talk to these young whippersnappers on this team. I feel like they'd be in good, good, a good spot, good space. Real quick, who do you see falling out if you say that Detroit and the Magic are going to be in the plan? Toronto and Chicago. Toronto made the plan. No, but they was uh, fighting for the spot. I mean, Ben said he's been working on his craft. LOL. Because the, the Hawks won't be in the play-in next year. They'll be in the playoffs. The Heat won't be in the play-in next year. They'll be in the playoffs. Um, so, it would be... The Nets won't be in the play-in next year. They'll be in the playoffs. So, it, I think it will it will be Detroit, Orlando, Charlotte, you know, fighting for them play-in spots. Got no pin, yeah, pin it until. I ain't got nothing to do with it. The game's still, the operation is still the same. Charlie. The, the arena show is small, but I just had to get that up. Anyway, um, they have a problem. Okay. <laughs> he went to Milwaukee. I'm being honest with you. I don't even know who this is. I just know. Me either. I mean, the, the the team's still gonna run through Giannis, so it's not like that much is gonna change. I mean, Drew Holiday, um, G 
Jimmy let him know what it is, though. Because he don't, he need to be in the gym this offseason. So, I mean, yes, you can have a coach, but your players still got to play. Yeah, I feel about this one. I want to say he Adrian Griffin was a uh, assistant under Nick Nurse, but I'm not 100 percent sure. But um, yeah, I I feel like in that anybody in that pop ish coaching tree is gonna be decent, but I don't know. I will have to see how it works out because this is he's a first time head coach. Um, so yeah, I don't know gonna be interesting to see but how many coaches has Luca had how many coaches does he have I know he's had at least four yeah many yeah I think this probably is coach four no he had Jason Kidd but um before him No, yeah, it was a coach before Jason. He came in with a coach. I forgot the coach. Then yeah. they got Jason Kidd, and then they got Bud. And then, they, yeah, this is the fourth coach. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, what if the thing get bigger? They just start making his jersey smaller. <laughs> no, nah, he just got bigger. I, I'm just saying, look at the jersey in his younger years. It's humongous, and now they got a whole. That's not even the same uniform. They just made well, the jerseys jersey did smaller. get. The jerseys <laughs> did get smaller. Remember when they started doing the t-shirt, t-shirt um, jerseys? Yeah, they just started making that... them smaller. Because <laughs> I remember they were saying that about Dwight Howard. <laughs> hey man, Dwight Howard be having t-shirt jerseys. But that man Andre Drummond be having a t-shirt jersey. <laughs> My goodness. Uh, but yeah, uh, speaking of Nick Nurse, he went to Philadelphia. He, I don't know, man. I don't know if uh, it was necessarily his fault that Toronto wasn't successful. I mean, I don't know. He did good the year they had. I don't know. Toronto's a wild place. The boy's wild. You know, a point in time when they had uh, Tim Hardaway and they had that somebody. So, yeah. I just don't, I don't think Siakam and OG and Anunoby turned into the players that they were expected to turn into. Yeah, man. I, but back to Nick Nurse, I, I think it depends on when what James Harden going to do. I mean, and be one the MVP. I, I, I don't know. That's that main game. He, if he want to be out there on the perimeter, that's on him. Whatever reason, you can dominate down there. You just don't like being down there. So to me, that's it. You don't like physicality. Whatever. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't see. I still don't see Philly winning the championship next year. We'll see what Nick Nurse does with another superstar. Yeah. Um, I don't know how good Nick Nurse is. Credit to him, he won the championship, but it was 
probably the most as strict deserving championship of all time. Well, maybe not of all time. Of my lifetime, I would say confidently, though. Um, there was no KD for more than 11 minutes of a series. Very dominant in those 11 minutes, I might add. But, um, and then Clay got hurt in game six, and all Steph had to do was hit a shot to send it to game seven, but that's neither here nor there. But I feel like that was a championship that they really didn't deserve to win um, and kind of rolled those coattails for as long as he could um, we will see how good he is as a coach but I don't even think Philly's that good if we're being honest I think they're the Hawks of the late 2000s they're good enough to be good in the regular season, but I don't think they have what it takes to actually make a legitimate playoff run. I don't think what well, one Joel Embiid probably isn't going to last two months in the playoffs. Um, and I don't know one even you're going to get come playoff time. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't really see the bead whisperer and as Brendan was saying like Kevin was saying earlier as well they want to play like guards they don't want to they don't want to play like centers they don't want to be a team of want to be Shaq they want to be Ray Michael Jordan they want to be right they want to be Michael Jordan Magic Johnson like I don't I don't get it you are literally bigger and taller than everybody, but you don't play like him. I don't get it. <laughs> but, you know, that's the wave nowadays. But, yeah, I don't see this being much of a difference maker for Philly. It's a better hire than Doc Rivers. I'll give him that. Uh, I don't feel like Doc Rivers deserved to lose his job anyway. I mean, I know the numbers, you know, his playoff record, how that, how, you know, looks or whatever. But every year is a different case-by-case case scenario. And this past year, I just don't believe it was Dark Rivers' fault. And when you hear Dark, what Dark Rivers said after the season, and then when you watch the season and re-watch the last game they had, like I did, you'll just see, like, what Dark Rivers was saying was right. And the notion and the word about James Harden since he's been bouncing around from team to team is true. He wants to do things his way. It's his way or the highway. And and if it's not his way, he's going to blame the coach and he's going to threaten to leave unless you fire the coach. And then you fire the coach and he's still going to leave. I don't think he's going to stay in Philly. I think he's going to leave Philly. He did all of that to get Doc Rivers fired. And he's, and they hired Nick Nurse and going to leave Nick Nurse and Joel and B hanging. And it's going to be Joel and B fault and Nick Nurse fault when they fizzle out because... James Harden decided to get Doc Rivers fired, who Joel and B played better under and liked, had a good relationship with. You got that man fired and you're going to leave. And now you got Embiid trying to build a relationship with a new coach and stuff like that. And I just don't think it's going to work. Uh, even Jane, and you can't coach hardness. You can't, I'm not, toughness. Uh, even if James stayed. Like Jordan said, you don't know which one you're going to get. I know which one you're going to get. You're going to get a quitter. 
if it ain't going his way, he's gonna quit. He straight up quit. Joel Embiid, one of my favorite players. You, you straight up quit. Straight up quit in that playoff series against the Celtics. I know your knee was messed up, but you never tried to turn sideways and stop anybody going to the basket. You let Jason Tatum run right past you. Jalen Brown run right past you. Marcus Smart run right past you. James Harden, you was purposely falling on the ground, shooting up shots. It looked like you was doing things on purpose to lose that game so you can get Doc Rivers fired. Because if you won the game and then lose in the Eastern Conference Finals to the Heat or lose to the Nuggets in the Finals, Doc Rivers stand because he got past the second round. And it just felt like James Harden did not want that. And I, I, I don't, I just don't see, see the Sixers being good with James Harden or without James Harden because Tobias Harris isn't the answer and he's making too much money. Tyrese Maxey is too inconsistent. Um, maybe without James Harden, he can flourish into that player that Joel Embiid needs and they can become a title contender. That's what I, that's the best case scenario for the Sixers is James Harden leave, Nick Nurse get away, gets away to get off Tobias Harris for a quality piece, maybe Chris Middleton. And then you you got Chris, you got Tyrese Maxey, and you got Joel Embiid. That's a better, to me, that's a better team looking to beat the Heat, the Celtics, than what they have presently constructed now. And Nick Nurse is a good coach. When he got to Toronto, he instantly kept them winning from Dwayne Casey. And they got Kawhi Leonard. He's shown that if you give him some talent, he can win with that. And yeah, they fell off, you know, after that. But I don't think it's all partly due to him, you know. So, yeah. Before we move on, I just want you. I just want to say, but the Yankees suck. Bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah they do. In the um, bottom of the fifth, the Red Sox just had a great I don't let them. I don't let them make me mad anymore. Them and the Gators. Ah, when we win, I I'll be happy and, and I'll come back out talking. But uh, I don't let them to make me mad no more. Speaking of the Gators, they're in the College World Series. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll be talking in a few. But they also won it too. Yeah, yeah, I'll be talking in a few. <laughs> uh, when they lose, I. Uh, <laughs> Um, our last coach is uh, Frank Vogel. He's another one. He won a championship with. He had a superstar team. We were also on the bubble. Shout out to the Lakers. Um, but after that, I mean, he didn't. I don't think anybody respected him as the coach. I don't think that didn't. Wasn't that the year they missed the playoffs? Yes. They missed the playoffs. So I mean, I don't. We'll see no, how old that was the year he got hurt when they played Phoenix. Yeah, the year Phoenix went to, yeah, 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 you're right. And that was the year he got hurt, that's every year. Lots of five, right? Um, yeah, I don't, like I said, I don't really, unless they, it works early, I don't know if Frank Bo- He's gonna be the way I see you playing now. Is he's gonna be a scapegoat like Monty Williams? Never mind the fact that DeAndre Aiden was just out there, just collecting. Anyway, we'll see. It'll be interesting. Like I said, oh, they got Bradley Bill. I just, yeah, I just remember that too. <laughs> but we'll see. Yeah, I don't. 
I don't have much of an opinion on Frank Vogel. He's much like the rest of these coaches. We're just going to have to wait and see. Um, I think if KD can stay healthy, it should work, depending on who they get behind them. But I don't know. I can't. I can't give it to them. Um, Frank Vogel, individually, is a good coach. I won't say great coach, but he's a good coach. You know, back in the day when we was growing up, he had the Pacers in, in tough competitive playoff series, Eastern Conference Finals with our Miami Heat, going neck to neck. You know, we got three big stars. They only got one with Paul George and Roy Hibbert, who was an all-star back in that time because the league was still um, in and out. But and they, and they had an older David West and Danny Granger. But he got that team to you know buy in and got them into making long playoff runs then he came to the Lakers and he he got a championship I don't care about no bubble championship if if my last thing I'm I, still, I still kept the bubble as a championship I'm just saying I, I can't nobody really respected him I don't think nobody respect the bubble in general and I'm and, and my thing about the bubble is if if you can't you can't sit here and talk about that that's a Astrich championship. If it was that big of a deal, all of those teams would have collectively said we going home. We not doing this. But for the fact that it was a meeting and more decision and more votes was for them to play and that they went out there and they played and they got paid for it, you cannot you know. Then we talk about the Heat. If the Heat would have won, pretty sure we would have had all these people who wasn't. Heat fans talking about oh the Heat did it and da 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 boosting Jimmy Butler just because there's a reason to talk down on LeBron. Now, now since LeBron won it, now it's an asterisk and stuff like that. It's Frank Vogel got that team to connect and he he won a championship with the Lakers. So with that being said, I think he's a good coach and he's gonna go to the Suns and he's gonna get fired in the, the end of his first season because the Suns don't have no play no players. And Kevin Durant is also good for firing a coach. So, at the end of the season... They didn't give him at least a year. Yeah, that's why I say at the end of the season when they are a fifth seed in the playoffs and they lose in the first round and they sitting at home looking at each other crazy and talking about, well, yeah, I just dropped 30. Devin Booker talking about, I just dropped 30. Kevin Durant just dropped 40. Bradley Bill just dropped 22 and we still lost. It's Frank Vogel's fault. No, it's not Frank Vogel's fault. It's the fact that you got Cameron Payne as your starting point guard and DeAndre Ayton as your starting center and Torrey Craig as a small forward. That's why. But it's going to be Frank Vogel's fault. Like, Brand- like Brandon said, he's going to be the scapegoat. I don't see him lasting more than a year. If it gets really rocky and they start off 15 and 15, he might not make it to the All-Star break. Ah, well, our um, pick the ending question. Oh, there's one more. We really want to talk about basketball. Yeah, I picked the ending question this week is which song is better, Tina Marie Square Biz or Whitney Houston? I want to dance with somebody. I'm gonna go with Whitney Houston because. That song be lit every time. Every time. I mean, this is is like 
it's picking um two greats at this point. But I mean, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna lean towards Whitney Houston. Shout out to Whitney Houston. Even though most of her songs like it's re-recorded. I found that out. You know, I mean, that was kinda wild, but whatever. She's still Whitney Houston. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to my boy Roy, first half leader in All Star votes. Um, over the only player over a million votes. Shout out to him. The only player? Yes, the only Damn. player. Yes, to have a million votes in the first half. Hey, my child losing his status. He wasn't even the highest vote player on his team. Well, okay. well, yeah, he global now. Yeah, for this, I would. I mean, if you know me, you know I love Whitney Houston more. I'm like Tina Marie. Um, five. Um, shout out to Tina Marie. She definitely put her foot in that one. Um, yeah, definitely got a point. I want to feel the heat with somebody. That's where I'm going. Whitney Houston, the greatest, the greatest. Like Brandon said, it doesn't matter if I'm sad, mad, happy, and calm, chill, turnt. You play that song, I'm definitely going to start getting jiggy. Might start hitting them high notes. The song is just contagious. Like, you want to dance. Like, she has that Michael Jackson effect. Like, there's only a few people who has those type of effects. And Whitney Houston is definitely one of them. Although the challenging songs is um uh, it's a little bop. It's a little bop. I can't say it's a hit like Jordan, but it's a bop. But um I'm definitely going with Whitney. Can't many top that. Hey man. I like that song, but I didn't really become a fan of it until I think it was like twenty Whenever the mannequin challenge was, <laughs> that's that Thanksgiving is when I became like a fan of that song. We were in Florida on vacation, and my dad was singing it the whole week we were there, just spontaneously, randomly for no reason, just singing it. That's <laughs> how that song do. That song okay. just randomly hit you. No cap, it's a five song. But they play that song at the parade game. I'm not going to They play that song in the grocery store. I'm not saying it's a bad song. Don't get me wrong. I love me some Whitney Houston. But Square Biz. Square Biz. I'm talking love. Hey, that's that's a hit. No, nah, that ain't it. That ain't that ain't it. What you talking about? Ah, what it is. It's about <laughs> <laughs> that ain't wow. it. What you talking about Whitney? That man said, remember when Brandon said it wouldn't be um it wouldn't be a great conversation if we all <laughs> that's a good personal. <laughs> I actually like square biz more than I wanna dance with somebody. Wow. <laughs> I have no reason. Wow. <laughs> I look I like Whitney Houston. I'm, I'm gonna I put the song on. 
I'm putting both songs on back to back and count your head bobs. I guarantee it's gonna be more to win. Oh, I like both of them. I, <laughs> they're both one of my favorite songs. It's it's not as if I like one and the other one is trash. It is more so that I like one more than the other. <laughs> and while we talking about these these legends, rest in peace to Tina Turner. No cap. Okay. Mm-hmm. Shout out to her husband. Yeah, they're like eleven years during like. Did you say shout out to her husband? I did. <laughs> <laughs> he gave her a kidney. She she added like I want to say like somewhere in the range to seven to eleven years. Kind of wait, wait. Range, but... Did she remarry? Before I'm laughing, but did she remarry? Or are you talking about Ike for real? No, I'm talking about when she got remarried. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, forgot, okay. I forgot that was the whole thing. Man. I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't even think about that. I was talking about the whole her getting the kidney thing. Bruh, you know, in my mind, I thought had he been talking about Ike, he would have just said Ike. No care. Because we we all knew that Ike was her husband. Yeah, I don't know the other I don't know the other guy's name. Right, I didn't I didn't know she remarried or nothing like that. So. I didn't either, but I just kind of put two and two together. Shout <laughs> out uh, to the breakfast club. But nobody even mentioned the new dude. Like everybody when it's <laughs> just Ike when they talk about Tina. I found this out on the breakfast club. Shout out to Charlemagne and uh, hey man. Angela Lee who? Because they've been doing all right without her. I like Jess. Some would say better. I like Jess. Yeah. Jess is pretty funny. She, I feel like she's good for. I'm not saying she has a face. <laughs> I'm not saying she has a face for radio. I'm saying that she's good <laughs> at radio. She's 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 had a couple. She made me uh, LOL a couple times. You know, I, they need just radio though. They, they have, need they need Ray J or oh, yeah, that Jason guy. Yeah, bring back. Uh, Ray J. Anytime Ray J. I'm not gonna lie. If I had my choice, Ray J would be one. But Jess Hilarious is definitely a solid two. Shout out to Roxy too. She was on there Friday. I ain't seen. I ain't seen or heard or thought about her in like a good eight years. So <laughs> shout out to her. Seeing. I was with you until you said thought about. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> I mean. It's not like she's out here watching 106 and Park. I don't, I don't really know why I would have a reason to think about her. Shout I, out to Marcy, I have my own reasons. <laughs> the, the Breakfast Club, the, this is the only time I thought during, during Angela being gone, they missed her. Is when Envy started that beef with Rick Ross. I feel like she would have been the perfect instigator. Justin did, did a good job of instigating. No cap, because Charlamagne was the one that was like, nah, y'all need to chill. Usually it would be him that would instigate uh, that man Rick Ross is killing envy though I can't count I think it's because we lived in on the south side so we saw Rick Ross house all the time but I, I think it's weird how obsessed people was I mean excited about going to Rick Ross house um, like it was a dude at the stadium that was excited because he could work parking at Rick Ross <laughs> I'm like bro we see first of all this Holyfield house let's get that straight and second of all, we like, bro, that's literally a 10 minute drive from my mama's crib. Like, we used to pass that all the time. So, we used to go to church over there. You know what I'm saying? So, it was nothing. It's, it's, oh, yeah. People so mesmerized. I went to school with Holyfield's son when they was in there and stuff. Like, 
Well, Told the dude that's why your daddy finna lose his house and all. So like he's <laughs> special. Like, well, yeah. I think it's because we live in Atlanta and we see celebrities out the I was gonna say the only reason Envy lost that battle is because he didn't hit him with the finisher. People don't even recognize your house as your house. <laughs> no Holyfield's house. He should have, but I don't know. Rick Ross' reactions were just extra funny. Like, if you hit him with the little typical CO stuff that's been around for forever, but nobody back home, and I'm from Miami, so nobody back home said speaks any differently than Rick Ross. So, if that tell that tells me that it was something, it, it, y'all know. If you know, you know. He, you know, they never they don't look at him as no twelve. So and nobody ever gets on the internet and, and try to ever expose him. So I think it was just weak envy doing that. He could have came on some other stuff. Could have talked about his lemon pepper chicken. Could have talked about how how his fries aren't good. Yeah, God, has too much damn. season. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Nasty fries. My uh, goodness. <laughs> like, it is up the game, but they love wings. How we get here, bro? We supposed to be closing the episode now. Wingstop <laughs> busting in Miami. I don't know what y'all talking about. No, Wingstop. I don't know about the the wings. I haven't been there in a minute, but the fries they are terrible. Yeah, yeah. wings are great though. I wouldn't call them a man. They trash. No. You say they wings trash? No, they're they're their fries are trash. They yeah, really those because they actually make them like they don't. They're not frozen wings, so you know what I'm saying. Now they be real wings. Now sometimes they be having they be having them big wings, and they be like, "I got chill out with these huge wings." But most of the time they be here. <laughs> well, that concludes another episode of your favorite podcast. Not another sports podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon. Make sure you follow me on all those social media sites. That Rob was there. And I'm Kevin. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at Vice City Kevo, and continue screaming true to myself and strange boy and how I'm coming and how I'm mom and how mamba and all of that yes sir and this is Jordan you can follow me on Twitter at this underscore guy 11 Instagram underscore this guy 11 follow the sports pages on Facebook and Instagram not another sports podcast Twitter in underscore a underscore s underscore podcast and with oh, follow me on Twitch as well. Mm-hmm. Mr. Studio Wi-Fi. <laughs> um, we appreciate all the fans and everybody who tunes in and keeps supporting us. We're going to keep the content rolling. Um, and with all that being said, make sure you guys are washing your hands out here. Love los mano. Always. Make sure you guys are being safe. Always. Black Lives Matter. They sure do. Always. Indeed. And how we mentioned earlier in the show, do not fall for the agendas and narratives they are pushing out here. Don't believe none of them. If you ain't see it, it, don't believe it. And even if you see it, don't believe it. Okay. Literally. Because it could be a fake gun. (laughs) 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 And with all that being said, go Gators. Roll time. Brankies.